adventures of Shlomo, Shlomo, with his meadows shining bright, he'll be lending a hand with the help of Hashem, the adventures of Shlomo. It is so good to see you. Come in, come in, please, please. Make yourself comfortable. Make yourself at home on the sofa. Please come in. Oh, and I see you brought a little helper with you. Yes, Rav Yaakov, this is my son, Shlomo. Shalom Aleichem. Nice to meet you. Well, it is very nice to meet you too. Please, please. We are going to give you such yummy food, so delicious. Please, please, please. Jamila, win al kebab, win al hummus. We are giving you the first course, the second course, the dessert. Um, you don't need to go to so much trouble, uh, Rev Yaakov. You could just skip white to dessert. Oh, I was once a little boy like you, Shlomo, and I used to feel the same way. Well, well, um, I have a question about that. Yes, please, go right ahead. Well, when you were a little boy, did you live in Brooklyn or somewhere else? Ah, you have an excellent ear for accents. Yes, I was born in the city of Halab in Syria. You call it Aleppo in English, Aleppo. Oh, you're from Halab, Aleppo, Syria. Oh, that's fascinating. Well, could you tell us a little bit about your um, your childhood, your upbringing? Like, was it illustrious? Was it uh, things like that? Uh, I can't really think of another word that means the same thing as illustrious. If I could, I would, but I can't. Well, I don't know if it was illustrious, but let me tell you a story that I hope will illustrate the true spirit that reigned among the Jewish community at that time in Halab. And hopefully that will answer your question. My father was a rabbi in Halab. And he he ran what we call a gemilut hasadim, a gemah. And he taught me the value of giving siddaqah. No matter what you can give, you must always give at least a bit. You know, the Rambam teaches that you make giving tzedakah a habit, a habit, and it is a midatova that you practice. And my father was the master of this midatova. He had many midatovot. Aleo shalom. Now, one night, a man knocked on the door of our house, and my father opened the door, he had, my father had been learning, learning the Holy Gemara. I believe it was Masichet Kiddushin. And like I said, he heard a knock at the door. A man, the man at the door looked miserable. Unbelievable how sad he looked. Now, my father immediately invited him in. And Jamila, winal ahwe. He gave him a warm cup of coffee and some cookies to eat. And cookies with pistachios, with a fustuk, and uh, still the man's spirit did not uh, did not go up, did not raise. Now, what was going on by this man at that time? He, my father invited him to tell him the whole story of his troubles. The man explained that he was forced to close his store because business had not been good, and 
he was forced to close his shop, his store, and so he not only did not have Barnasa for himself, but he wanted to pay his employees for the rest of the month too. And he had come to ask my father for money, for to borrow money from the Gemah. My father went to get him a significant amount of money so that he could pay his employees and he could also survive for the next couple of months. Now, when the man was in the house, my father noticed he had holes in the bottom of his shoes. And my father said to him, after taking some more extra money out of his bucket, my father said, here is a little extra to get you back on your feet. Oh, I think I get it, because to get back on your feet, you probably need a good pair of shoes, and so your father... Yeah, was giving him money to buy a new pair of shoes, but he wanted to say it in a way that's like not super duper obvious because that could embarrass the person, and then, and then the person, you know, instead of feeling happy that he got some sedaka, he would feel embarrassed, and that would just spoil the whole thing, you know, kind of like when you put like some, uh, you know, have you ever? eaten chocolate, and then afterwards drank some orange juice, it just spoils the whole experience. So the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole culinary experience is ruined by that, uh, unfortunate combination. Yes, oh, I've been in that boat before. Don't, don't, don't you worry. Believe me, Shlomo. Now, you are absolutely right. The man had holes in his shoes, and that is why my father very in a very dignified, subtle way, told him that the little extra money was to help him get back on his feet. And the man, Baruch Hashem, he understood the message, and he suffered no shame. He suffered, well, let's put it this way. He was probably embarrassed uh, from his situation, but he did not need to suffer any extra shame. Nothing additional, because my father spared his feelings and helped him to maintain his dignity. My father... Had, was always setting these examples for me. Wow. So, your father was very generous. Very generous, Rav Yaakov. Yes. Oh, I could tell you more and more stories, but uh, that's not the only reason why I invited your father to come visit me today. Oh, well, um... Let me guess the other reasons. Let's see. Um, you bought him a pony? That is an excellent guess. But, no. How about, uh, do you want one more guess or two more guesses? Um, I better go with two because I really have no idea what the reason is. So I need all the chances I can get. You know what I mean? <laughs> um... Let's see. You came, you invited my father here because you wanted to meet Slow-Mo, Slow-Mo. That would be little me. Well, that is not the primary reason. I must be honest with you, but it is a pleasure. It is a privilege to meet you, Slow-Mo. And it is also a lot of fun. Okay, I got one more guess. Um, let's see. I know... There's some sort of troubling situation here, and you would like my father to help. Bing, ding, 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 ding. You are correct, my boy. No. The situation is this. It is dire indeed. 
You see, I carry on my father's proud tradition of the Gemah, the Gemilut Hasadim, here in the Kehila. Now, the problem is the money. She is gone. Um, are you saying that somebody, somebody hopped all the money, all the Gemach money for themselves? Where do you keep the money? Well, I keep it in the bank. Well, I mean, aren't banks like pretty, um, you know, I think they have like safes to keep the money safe. After all, that is why they call this safe. You know, for example, a fly flies around the room, so it's called a fly. But, you know, some things don't match. That, and yes, I know. You, for example, what an ant is called an ant, but it's not, it is not called a crawl, and a snake is not called a slither. Is this, is this the direction you are headed? Yeah, precisely, Rabbi Yaakov. Yes, I was going to tell you um, those examples exactly. Um, but uh, I think you get the point without me even saying it. Clearly you do. Wait a minute, how did they get the money? Well, uh, you see, it is the work of a hacker. Uh, a, a hacker? Yes. You know those people who... They go on the computer and they enter, they know a way to enter the someone else computer and, uh, and, uh, extract the, 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 the money. You know, as you say, they name the guilt out of the, uh, through the computer. And, uh, so the, I believe that is what has happened here. Uh, Rabiaka, with all due respect, are you sure that you didn't just misplace it? Like, maybe you went to the bank, took the money out, you know, for example, I, at home, have this book. I have this book about, um, it's about Wasi when he was a little kid. Uh, well, actually, it was before he was born. His father, Reb Yitzchak, it's called Reb Yitzchak's Zul. And I've read it a lot of times. I mean, well, I look at the pictures. You know, I do my best to read. I'm not, like, so strong in reading. I'm only four years old. So the thing is, one time, I put it under my bed. But I forgot that I put it under my bed. So... Here I was, looking all around the house, and I should have been down the chavzchus, but I was blaming other people. I said, why did that person take my book? Me, 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 me. And instead of blaming other people, I should have been down the chavzchus, but I wasn't. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because it was under my bed the whole time. And then another time, I was looking, I was looking for my shoes, but you know, when I get home from school, sometimes instead of putting my shoes by the door, like my parents always tell me, I rocket launch them across the living room. And yeah, it's, it's not the best thing to do. I don't recommend that you do that, because... It doesn't exactly open your parents' hearts, especially later when you're asking for yummy food, like dessert, and then they say, mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm, mm, mm. And so, I, uh, take it from me, from my personal bitter experience, that rocket launching your shoes across the room is highly not recommended. Now, so in other words, maybe you rocket launch the money, or maybe you put the gout under the bed, or maybe, you know, something like that. Well, you know, Shlomo, I have had a similar experience with um, some of my belongings. You know, I put my glasses uh, up on my head, and then I was looking for them. And isn't that ridiculous? But uh, there they were, much to my chagrin. Now, if you... The thing is, I, don't, I did not... Uh, I did not... Uh, I did not... Uh, 
امشي عملي اي ديد نوت ويذدراو ذا ماني فروم ذا بانك اي اتس ان ذا بانك اند ذا ثينج از اي اي ذات از واي اي بيليف ذس از ذس از كاروف ليفاداي ذا ورك اوف ا هاكر او نو said Captain Helm. I think I know who's behind this. It must be Hacka Chinik. Oh, well, I thought, you know, Mommy usually says to me, Hackman is kind Chinik, when, uh, you know, when I'm kind of like tugging on her and, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, Shlomo, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the infamous hacker, Hacka, Hacka Chinik. Oh, my gosh. Hacka Chinik has probably taken all the money for the Gemach. Yes, and how will the people in my Kehillah get by? You know, we support each other here. We, when someone has a business that is failing, when somebody has a, a wedding to pay for, when somebody has a bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, you know, these kinds of things, we support each other so that everybody can have their simha in a dignified manner. And now, and now what are we going to do? Don't worry. Don't worry, Rav Yaakov. With Hashem's help, we will recover the money and we'll teach hacker, we'll teach that hacker, hacker Tzainik, that he needs to hack Minas Kain Tzainik because that's not nice what he did. And, yeah. Should I continue this, um, should I continue this muscle smooth or should we just start get to, getting to work on the case? Well, um, I wouldn't mind if you go on for another uh, another half a minute or so with your Musar. You know, it is very inspiring for me to hear this, uh, the, your words. You know, if there's one thing, if there's one thing that I think Hassem says not to do, it's stealing. Because really, if you think about it, everything, every Aveira is a form of stealing. You know, if you don't honor your parents, it's like you're stealing the cover that they deserve. If you don't, if you don't, uh, like, if somebody, Chas Vesolem, doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't talk to other people respectfully, then they're stealing, that's also stealing. And, you know, not properly keeping Sabbaths, that's also stealing. And so stealing is a root, is, you could say it's the root, it's the source of every available in the whole Tyra. So, this is a very troubling situation indeed. Wow, Shlomo, you know, as fired up as I was to recover the money for the Gemah, I am now 13,587 times more enthusiastic to help recover the money for the Gemah because we must right this wrong. We must up this down. We must, uh, we must day this night. We must, uh, we must get the money back as soon as possible. Will Shlomo and Captain Helm be able to recover the funds? Will Reb Yaakov be able to help the members of his community when they have times of financial trouble? Tune in next time for the exciting conclusion of this, another snazzy episode of The Adventures of Shlomo.